Hello and welcome to another podcast of Beyond the Gym. Today I have a fantastic guest, my grandmother. Evelyn, are you ready to rock? So she opted to have us out in the garden today to show off her beautiful garden, but also to have a chat in the beautiful weather because the sun is shining. And uh, I'd like to share with you guys some insights. Let's begin. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So, Nana, tell me a little bit about yourself and where you lived, where you grew up, a little history. Okay. I was born in Werribee, lived there till I was nine. Had to walk three miles every day when I was six. Wow. To get to school. Yeah. Yeah. At that school, there was, I think, about 106 kids, and 10 of us were Australians. They were Italians and Greeks and all sorts yeah Yeah. so yes that was interesting then we shifted so my dad took me down there while he was fixing up the house whatever had to happen and he left me at a friend's place up the road yeah come about eight o'clock at night where's dad he'd gone home where we shifted to in Clayton just while he could have a cow there and we'd milk that but he didn't come back for me I had to ring up and see what was going on. Oh, he said, I've forgotten all about you. So he had to come back and get me. So in terms of your upbringing, tell me how it's different to, say, my upbringing. Like what you had to do schooling-wise. Obviously, you rode the horse to school sometimes. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah, went to school at Stacey's Bridge when we first shifted, which is just out from Yarram. And, yeah, I'd ride the horse to school. Just didn't like going across the the river with the bridge across it. Did not like the noise of the bridge, but I soon got him used to that. And I'd gallop home like a mad thing on the horse, flat chat. And the bloke next door would ring up Dad, your little girl's going to kill herself soon. So moving to Geelong, let's fast forward to that. Right. Why did you go? Why did you come to Geelong? I worked in Melbourne. Could not stand it. Go home every weekend because it just did my head in. And if I didn't go home, I'd go to the zoo around the animals of an odd weekend. And I got a job. Uh, Mum and Dad went to school with the people that I got a place to stay. Yeah. I just went and did work around Geelong, couple of different jobs. Yeah, and then you met and, Ken? Yeah, Ken was mates with the people I stayed with. He and one of the blokes, they worked together. So Ken was over there a lot. And then I start getting, I don't know, how, how'd you get messages then? Oh, I can't remember. Rit- oh, a bird, phone. a bird. A phone. <laughs> this strange person would ring up and talk to me, but it wouldn't say who they were. Yeah, right. But five minutes ago, he was at the place. Then he'd go home and ring me up. Love that. Yeah. So how long, you got married? Yeah. What age were you when you were married? 20. 20, yeah, Yeah. right. And then Kerry came along at 21, you were 21? Yes. Nana had five kids, so tell us a little bit about that. You've got Kerry, Bradley, Dean, Sally and Lloyd. Yes, yes. So first one was Kerry, where were you living in Geelong? Yeah, Yeah. with Nana. We Ah. were living with Nana. Nana Collins. Yes, because we didn't have a house. Then after that we shifted down to Ocean Grove and rented a place down there for a while and then Brad was born down there. Oh, then we came into town and rented another house. Not far from here. Not far from here, yeah. Then we shifted out of that one over to the next road over uh, Port Arlington Road and there was acres on it so that suited me just fine because I could go out and milk the cow feed the calves pigs whatever I had but I could make money there because 
I had the milk, the cream, the butter, everything yeah. like that. So we were pretty got no money because we were paying off uh, the car. So what was the car worth back then? Oh, lumpy do I don't know. We bought a new one actually, a couple of thousand, I'll yeah, say. Yeah. I don't know. Can't remember that. That's that's crazy. Minimal. Many moons ago. Many. So you came here, all right, and you established a nice little house. We lived over there uh, for quite a while. Ken was building this place, but I got sick of living there. So one night when he come home, I cleaned out all the house we were in and got all the kids in the backyard, lit a fire, and we sat around the fire. When Ken come over, I said, right, we're getting in your car and we're going over to the new house. No, it's not finished. Never mind. Going. That's great and over we came. And what, what skills did he have? What was he doing? Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. So he'd built that all from scratch? Yeah. Wow. Yes, he did. That's crazy. Everything had to be perfect, mind you. Yes, yeah. I mean, you didn't have doors on anything. And when you're a carpenter, you don't want to come home and do work like that. So it took me 20 years to get a few doors on things. Got there, though. Yeah, yeah we got, got there. there. That's great. We got there. And then yeah. you got the carpet put down, and then you got the... Oh, well, the first piece of carpet was, I'd say to my friends, drive through as you go into the rubbish tip, because I might need something. And I got this whole roll of stuff out of the back of their car and run it down the passageway. It's the only way I was going to get any carpet. People had come across and they'd say, we're going to the tip, you better have a look. That's, that's where I got most of my things from, the tip. You made it work. Yeah. That's great. And you never looked to buy anything new or... I found out that Kerry was having Hannah and I. Yes. How did you find out about that story? Friend told me. Really? I said, you're telling jokes. So. And, then, and then we were born, yes. and you looked after us, babysat. Went into the hospital to see two new bubbles. Oh, really? Yes, went in there and, and give you a little bath in there. I love that. Yes, and then home you come, and Kerry stayed here with you two, and uh, then she went out to... Winchelsea Way? Yeah, went. But then she'd come in and bring you to me, yep. and I'd look after you. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> there was funny things happening. Yeah, we uh, used to play tennis competitively as a as a child and uh, Nana used to take us to some of our tennis games and Hannah and I would start little wars against each other not the opponents and uh, tell the story Nana. Oh murder. <laughs> it was murder. I had to go away. Yeah it was bad. People up the back were watching and going and I thought oh what can I do nothing you just fought against with each oh, other. didn't we? You could have killed the other yeah, side. Yeah, 100%. But you chose to fight. It's your turn, no, it's my turn. All that stuff. Oh, How Lordy. did you sort us out? Sort you two out? Yeah. I didn't sort you out. You come off the thing and I just said to that was pathetic. <laughs> Love it. That's pathetic. We learned. And um, when you're over here teaching you to do, I can't do that. I said, you can sew. One thing you used to say is keep your eye on the contraption. That's the one. Yeah. Watch that contraption. Yeah. Played a lot of tennis. We love playing tennis. Thank you to Nana. Let's go forward a little bit. Let's go into the 2000s. So you're, you've moved into this part of the house and, and things are quite swimmingly. They're doing well. You're, she's a part of Lifeline. You've been a part of how long have you been a part of life? 36 years. So what do you do there? I sort out all the books that come in and put them in places to go out to other shops. What got you into dealing with Lifeline? Well, a lady around the corner came here one day and she said, oh, I've got an appointment today and I can't make it to Lifeline. She said, will you go for me? I was railroaded. I got in there and I went over there and I said to the lady, I'd been there five minutes, and I said to the lady, this is a mess. I got in there and threw things in all directions. She said, thank 
goodness, somebody's doing something. I pulled it to pieces That's and great. put different nice it. things in there. And that shop over there, the dear little creatures had come down to the poor man at the end there with his fish and chips. And they put tires in the roof and burnt his shop down. And of course, it all went through us. So I had to leave there. And then we went over here to a little shop over oh, that's here. Right. I remember going there when we were little. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hiding and choosing clothes that we wanted. So, in terms of uh, our upbringing, how have you overseen that? Just kind of being on the sidelines. How have you gauged Hannah and I's career choice? How have, how has that been for you? I gauged you with Kerry's help of being tough, very tough. We're tough. Yeah, but. It has done a wonderful job for you. Yeah, for sure. Because you're beautiful now. Well, thanks, Nana. <laughs> Very grateful. Uh, no, I really appreciate that. So what, what tips did you give us back in the day? I remember getting our first car. What were some tips that you said back then? Do you remember I those? I said, never buy anything unless you've got the money to buy it. And there you go. You saved up for your first car. It Doesn't makes... matter how ramshackle it is. Isn't that... <laughs> you she was had a, a car. She was good. Look at you. No bills, no nothing. Very you not get sucked into this rubbish they do these days. I've got to have that. I'm happy to earn it or go with that. Yep, yeah. that's the way to be. Sure. And then you've got no worries. No, I've got no worries. No I'm worries. good making beautiful podcasts with hmm. people that inspire me. So let's talk about your toughness. You're, you're quite a tough person. How do you think you've gained your toughness or your resilience? Well, you had to deal for yourself. And you had to, you just had to be tough. I'm out there, I've got five children. I'm down the back milking the cows. You've got to get tea at right time when the husband comes home. Yeah. I work three jobs. I don't know. You just do it. You just made it work. You don't even think about it. When we bought this, after a week, I think Ken got 45 pound a week. Wow. Yes. <laughs> and we had four shillings left by the end of the week and we'd go and say buy two oranges and that was it. You okay. just went without to get what you want. Sure. I don't know that that's tough and I think it's just sense. I think it's sense, but in this day and age, you can readily just grab something off the shelf and after pay it, you know, use. And then you look at it later on, and you think, holy Moses, and then put yourself into more debt. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Not on with that at all. No. So what advice could you give to someone who's wanting to kind of venture out into the workforce and they're, they're quite new in it and they don't have a car or they've just come out of school. What advice could you give someone that's really new in the world of, of living? Don't sit there and say nothing. Talk. All Talk right. to anybody you find. Yeah. You'll find there's, there's a message in it all. I like that. But you've got to get yourself out of that. Nobody else will live your life. You've got to live it. You just make friends by having a chat and talking and you either click or you don't. I don't go out anywhere much now to I used to run things. I used to run card night and I'd run ladies night somewhere. There was always some menace that had come in there and you'd have a theme to do. But no, they wanted to talk about the cat. And that happened a few times and I thought, I've had this. You've done this. I'm not putting up with this. Yeah. I was right. going, well, they were quite cross, I stopped. In the last few years, you've lost some pretty important people in your life. Yes. Can you explain yes, how you're I, dealing with that? Yes, I can. I lost my husband, Ken, 
to cancer. It was such a shock because he was such a busy person, always working, doing something. He was going to um, one day and he said, oh, I've got a pain in here. And he's never complained. I said, you're going to the doctor straight away. He said, no, I'm not. So I rang the doctor and I said, now go to him. I've rung him. And you're going to him on the way to work. He never, ever got to work. Really? Well. He went straight to the hospital to have a check out and he had cancer everywhere. Four. Yeah, so he lasted six weeks after that. Wow. Yeah. We were six months old. Yes. And that was Kerry's birthday that yes, he passed. Yes, that's, that's right. crazy. Everything's gone pretty fine. Lloyd had a car accident and was killed in the car accident. So that was another shock. Then Dean. Dean, Dean yeah. He had a melanoma or something in his head. And of course you don't know about it till late. He was in and out of hospital and home here and we tried to manage him. In the end, he had to go back to the hospital. Yeah, and he passed away. Brad got something wrong with him. He was living up in Darwin and he'd been to doctors and they didn't know what they were doing at all. And he came down here to stay for a while and go to the doctors here and found out he had cancer. He just battled along for quite a while and then he passed away. So you've lost your husband, three boys, all in that span and then just recently your sister. Yes. How do you deal? How do you cope? How, do you, how are you so tough now? You'd go ratty if you didn't cope and you've got to make yourself cope. Whinging and whining doesn't help but I look at it in the way of the Dean say, I can't do anything about it. He's under the doctors and he's being looked after in and out of hospital. It is a still a shock when he passed away, but I can't say what if, because I can't change anything. I can't say all these things that, oh, if I, all that. Don't touch it, because if you go there, you'll do your head in. Yeah, for sure. You've just got to, just got to put all those things behind you you never forget ever but to look after yourself a little bit so what tricks and tips do you do to look after yourself you crochet a lot i crochet yeah i do a lot of um rugs for the foster children big garden beautiful uh, garden besides I, the I chickens like getting the in garden there. yes coats mongrels the chickens <laughs> have untidied it they're, they're trouble they're trouble all right that's how i got this share the story <laughs> I was out here digging up my plants and I've got a, a golf stick that I took the end off and I generally threw it at them. But in that time, I stayed in the yard to throw it at them and it got caught on the top of the thing and went like that and come back and, come back and got me. The chook just stood there looking. Saying, what have you done? Yeah. We'll have a couple more conversations just in regards to, say, our upbringing. Hmm. What have you noticed in terms of our upbringing, what you've noticed as a real positive? Everybody's different. Doesn't matter whether they're twins or not. They're different. As you know, five children, all different. Yeah. You could growl at one and get something out of a growl. The other one, you might as well forget about it. You'll never get anything done. <laughs> it's just so different. So with you two, you were different. How you deal with you or yeah. how you deal with her, it's just different. What about a negative? Share a little negative. What's something that you see from the outside you'd like me to work on more? You're perfect. Oh, thank you, Nana. You're perfect. I do like criticism though. <laughs> Give me some I criticism. I haven't got any. Oh, not yet, not yet. Oh, if I find it, you'll get oh, it. Oh no, I'll pop oh, you'll it straight get it. away. That's great. Right where the chicken got the ax. Yeah, right, right in your arm. <laughs> I can't find anything wrong with you, isn't that funny? Oh, that's great, I really like that, thanks Not many Nana. people I can't no. find. Yeah, but you've been brought up good. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm very grateful of my upbringing, yeah. very grateful. You were done tough, boy. Yeah. But you had to suss it. But I could be a victim or I could, 
Yeah. You are right. Yeah. You could have been a sook-up victim. Yes, I could have been, for but sure. But you stood up for yourself. I did. Yes. I had to. You, you've got to. Yeah. Nobody else will stand no, up for true. you. That's true. Yeah, you've got to look after self. I can remember going out there one day. I took you a golf ball and a golf stick, and you didn't have one. And I thought, oh, she'll get a bit of enjoyment out of that. Well, you got behind the golf ball and put the stick up and went bang and the ball went out of sight like you'd known how to play for 10 years. Just hands-eye coordination. And way it went. I thought, oh, I better bring some more out. We hit the balls all over that paddock. Yes. Oh, that was good fun. That's yes. great. Yeah. That taught us some good hand-eye skills. My word. Aiming for the horse and the peacock. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. There's a lot of things you've got to be tough about. And bringing up your children, I don't mean belt them every day, no. like I got. I got belted every Times day. Times change though. Yeah. Times have definitely changed. Get your muscles out and do something for yourself. Speaking of muscles, when I said that I was going into personal training, what was your interpretation of that? Because that's quite a relatively new industry. How did you, did you know much about that? No. Do you, do you know now? I know more now, <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, what are your thoughts when you when I said, no, I'm going to be a personal trainer? I don't know what I thought, actually. I thought, well, if that's what you've chosen, really good for you, because yeah. that's what you want to do. So that's what I want to do. 14 yeah. years I've done it now. Yes, good. Time, time's gone good. swimmingly well. And you've done very well and met some very nice people. Yeah, and had some great transformations yes. as well. Yes, Had some beautiful people. That's, that's the be all and end all. You've met some of my clients as well. Yeah, I yeah. have. Yeah. yeah, they come in and see me. Anybody at all down the street where they're sitting in the gutter Blotto, yeah. I'll go and have a talk to them. Yeah. Everybody's got a wonderful story. We'll go out for a coffee or a chai and we'll sit there and Nana will walk up to another table and literally just make friends with them and I'm sitting there by myself and you've made a new friend, pretty much come back to your house and have a coffee. It's great. It's really good. It's a good thing. Yeah, it I think is. it is great. It's no, good. I've learned a lot of things from just talking to people. Mm-hmm. And they're all interesting. It doesn't matter what they're dressed in. That's why I want to do podcasts. I want to chat with everyone. I want to have... The, everyone's got something to say. Someone yeah. will gain something from this chat. Yes, yes. And it will be great. It's not being tough. I perhaps put the word resilient in there. Yep. What yep. happens to you don't go off sooking. That yep. gives me the pip. Probably kicked you in the bum if you did that before. For sure. When you were a little kid. Probably. The day I put you in all beautiful dresses, you went out in the backyard and I gave you some water. Well, Hannah tipped hers over and she wanted yours. And you were fighting over it. And then it dropped and all the water went over the pair of you and you were soaked, the yeah. pair of you. <laughs> fighting all over it. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, we've always been a little bit of a... But we're good like 10 minutes later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't stay there. What's some health advice you would have read back in the 60s and 70s that's different to now? Health advice? I never read a health advice in all my life. There was no health advice? There probably was, yeah. but it didn't interest me. Didn't, didn't worry? We were all eating good food off the farm. Yeah, real food. Yeah, real food. Real, yeah, yeah, all the time. I know we'd rented somebody's house, my friend's house, down in Ocean Grove. We were so broke we couldn't afford food. So I'd drive the car. Ken would sit on the mudguard when we got to this certain place, I won't name it. There was rabbits running everywhere. <laughs> so he had a silencer on his gun. Bang, 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 bang. There's four nights' food. That's great. Dinner's sorted. Yeah, you come home well. I did it. Rabbit every way, fricasseed, however. 
Ugh. Yeah. I can't stand rabbits. No, I can't either. Ugh. I don't want to Wait, look at no, them now. Ugh. Yeah, true. But true. that's what kept us going. What's your health advice for someone that's older that you would kind of give some, um, your two bob? Right. Well, I played tennis till I was 75. Yep. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I got polymyalgia. That knocked the socks off me. Yeah, that really did, hey? I was on pills. You didn't know whether I had to give up tennis because you're not reliable. Yeah, wow. What do you do to keep active now? Garden, mainly. And you work with your fingers doing the crochet? Yeah. She's a, she's, how many rugs have you done? I think 200 and something. So they go to the foster kids, and it's such a sweet thing to do. How mm. did you make friends with this lady? How did you get on to making the rugs? I just saw all the wool there and thought I'll do it. You've got to start somewhere. Yeah. And then I made a few phone calls and found where they had to go. That's how that all went. You're probably getting a bit warm now, so we'll wrap it up. I am but totally I, cooked, thanks. But I do want to have one more, uh, I just want you to give one more little bit of advice to the listeners and watchers out there. What's something you could give for someone that's wanting to achieve something big in 2024? Courage. Courage? Courage. Say it to the camera now. You don't give it to them. You help them through with courage. I like that. Courage. And do your own thing what you want to do. Well, you've gone through and, and had a lot of courage with a lot of things. You have to. Yeah. If you don't, you're down the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, no, that's yeah. right. I like, like that. a little sooky not knowing what to do. Get up and do it. I love it hands-on yeah. attitude yep do it i love it yeah. well we'll wrap that up thank you so much nana very i'll give you a handshake thank you so much love, I love you. it it was a pleasure i loved it my cool. third podcast is now done so thank you for tuning in to beyond the gym and i'm excited for our next episode make sure you like and subscribe and uh keep your eyes peeled for the next episode thank you lovely thank you i better do that too yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>